0: Audio versions of the show are available on my website at podcast.robohara.com or through iTunes. Just search for Rando Rob. Thanks for watching or listening, and I hope you enjoy this vintage episode of Rando Rob. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Rando Rob. It is October 25th, Tuesday. It is my lunch break. I am in my... Home office that obviously needs cleaning. I'm wearing a stupid hat. (laughs) That gets everybody up to speed. This is not a hat that I normally wear. Uh, I bought this hat about a year ago because I saw my neighbor outside wearing a big sun hat while he was working on his yard, and I was like, I want a big sun hat. And uh, so I went on Amazon, and instead I bought this uh, bucket hat, which I have uh, I never wear, but uh, I'm just cleaning my desk yesterday and I found this hat. So I decided to throw it on today. Uh, man, I hope everybody is having a good, uh, late October. It's gearing up. It's going to be Halloween next weekend. Uh, next, uh, Monday, right? Monday is Halloween. Now I have to look at my, uh, calendar. I believe, uh, Monday is, uh, Halloween. Uh, Yes. Monday is Halloween. Uh, we got a note from our HOA that says, uh, we've decided to do trick or treating Saturday night on the 29th. Uh, that is a pet peeve of mine. I, uh, I've told this story before, but, uh, there was a year where my son, when my son was younger, he was seven or eight. Uh, they had a dress up thing at school at his, uh, school. And, uh, he went to that. Uh, trick or treat wore his costume and went to that. And then his daycare had an event where they dressed up and they trick or treated at work and they did that. And then he went to haunt the zoo and he trick or treated at that. And then they had an event at my local high school where you could go haunt the halls and you, you, uh, uh, paid money to go in. Actually you didn't. The admission was a bag of candy and you gave them candy and then they just distributed the other candy that people had. And, uh, then, when Halloween came, he said, uh, <clears throat> You know, I'm really kind of tired of trick or treating. I don't need any more candy. And I said, You get your butt out there and you get you some candy because it's Halloween. That's how it works. So, I'm okay with doing all these other additional things, but they are additional. That means in addition to. That means the original uh, stays there and those are on top of that. So, if you want to also go do Trunk or Treat or whatever, great. I mean, if I were a kid, I think that's awesome. If you are a kid, how excited would you be to say, I got to trick or treat nine times this year? That would be so awesome. Uh, but you don't get to do that instead of Halloween. So I'm a little irritated that my neighborhood has declared Saturday trick or treat day, because then I know on Halloween I'm not going to get any trick-or-treaters, which is kind of a bummer. I want everybody, I'm going to wheel the 12-foot skeleton out to the front of the house on Halloween. So, or I I guess on Saturday now, so people can see that, which is a pain in the butt to do. And I don't want to do it twice. Uh, I also ordered a three, it's a 30-watt LED spotlight, but it says the equivalent of 300 watts of color-changing LED spotlight. And I've ordered that. Uh, says it's indoor outdoor, uh, waterproof. I want to put that to where it shines on the skeleton just in case there's a few neighbors. I haven't irritated yet with a 12 foot skeleton. So it's all, it's all good. I love the uh, Halloween season. We just went to, um, spirit Halloween and bought some coffee mugs, some Halloween coffee mugs. I got one with all the retro, monsters, the old universal monsters, Frankenstein, Dracula, Wolfman, mummy, all those guys are all in one mug, uh, which is uh, pretty cool. So anyway, uh, <clears throat> I posted on my blog, uh, I believe this was last week or it may, I believe it was the week before that Judy Tanuda passed away. Now, Judy Tanuda was not everybody's cup of tea. Uh, she was and all right head's itchy under this hat. It's ridiculous. <clears throat> I've been itchy for 24 hours. Uh, not itchy, but paranoid itchy because, uh, I took my trash bins out and we were out of town last weekend. So, uh, we didn't get to take the trash out. So my trash bins have been sitting there for two weeks. And yesterday when I pulled them back up, I noticed that one of my bins was full of maggots and I touched the spot where the maggots <laughs> were. And so for 24 hours now, every time I feel an itch, I look and I go, "Is that a maggot? On me? Is that a maggot?" I'm so grossed out by it, uh, and I've not found any maggots on me at all. I mean, I searched my hand immediately, and there wasn't anything on me. But uh, mentally, my my brain keeps saying, "Make sure that ain't a maggot." <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, I posted on my blog a couple weeks ago that Judy Tanuda passed away. Judy Tenuta was a female comedian. She hit it big on HBO. There was a specific special called women of the night that had up and coming female comedians. Judy Tenuta was one of the ones on that special. Rita Rudner was one of the comedians on that special. Ellen DeGeneres and uh, Paula Poundstone. I believe that was the four uh, comedians. And that was the first time I'd seen any of those women. And, uh, they were all funny in their own right. Ellen DeGeneres had a really funny, uh, up that was, uh, and Paula Poundstone that made me a fan of Paula Poundstone for life. Uh, but Judy Tenuta was the one that really at that time stuck with me because she just had that, uh, like, you know, when you're a teen and there's that, that sense of humor where people are just doing something funny. And so you, uh. They're just doing something odd, maybe, or out of the normal. So you you take to that. And she was that kind of comedian. A lot of people compare her to Emo Phillips and it turns out that she and Emo Phillips got married. Now it's very difficult to find information on their divorce. All I can find on IMDB is it says they were married for a short period of time. It almost makes it sound like the the marriage might have been annulled and that they didn't get divorced. But I believe they got married in 1988 and by 1989 they were definitely both single. So uh the the marriage for whatever reason did not last very long. But I think emo Phillips comedy and Judy Tenuta's comedy were somewhat similar in style and tone. Judy Tenuta, like a lot of comedians, was doing a character. Amo Phillips is doing a character. Pee Wee Herman, you know, Paul Rubens, that was a character. Elvira, who's been in the news over the past week, that was a character. Uh, And so these performers are not necessarily... The characters, and there are a lot of performers that are known for doing lots of characters. Like, if you think of someone like Adam Sandler, he did lots of different characters, but whenever you become famous because of a single character, yeah, you know, Andrew Dice Clay became, he was that guy. People said he was that guy. Now, if you saw interviews with him or saw him in real life, uh, he wasn't necessarily that guy, but when he was on stage, he was that guy. When you see... Uh, Pee Wee Herman in the gray suit and the bow tie and, and he's wearing everything and he's in the Pee Wee Herman costume. He is Pee Wee Herman and the same, same thing for Elvira. And so Judy Tenuda was one of those comics where she did a lot of different things, but she became known, uh, for that, uh, that persona. Now, when I was a little kid and I'll get to the rando, rando item here in just a moment, but when I was a little kid, the first comedy albums I was really exposed to were Bill Cosby's. Now I know Bill Cosby in the 70s and 80s is different than Bill Cosby today. We don't view him in quite the same light. But as a kid in the early 1980s, uh, Bill Cosby was a comedy genius. And my mom had probably seven or eight Bill Cosby albums. And I listened to them to the point where I knew them all word for word, beat for beat. So when I would get on the bus and someone would say, you know, what are you doing? Then I would start doing those bits, but just doing the entire thing. Uh, someone would say like, I mean, and I haven't listened to these albums in a long time, but I remember, uh, he would, uh, there was a whole bit about how he had gone to college to be a phys ed major and, Uh, he was dating a girl who was, I think, a psychology major. And she asked these questions. She says, why is there air? And he goes, well, I don't know why there's air, you know, to blow up volleyballs, blow up basketballs. I know why there's air, (laughs) that sort of thing. Uh, And then all these bits about, uh, you know, playing football and building go-karts and just all these these things. And and, uh, I memorized them. So I would perform them like on the bus or to my friends and just do it word for word. It wasn't like I was at that point doing my own comedy or my own jokes. I was doing just repeating his bits. And I, I, you know, every kid does that. You know, every kid, uh, we all grew up. If you grew up, if you're my age and you had basic cable, then you had HBO and then you watched, um, Eddie Murphy delirious And everybody either knew that kid on the bus or was that kid on the bus. I was that kid. There was another guy named Brian who was that kid. But, uh, you know, anytime they'd say, hey, you want some ice cream? And then you would break into Eddie Murphy's bit. I got some ice cream. I got some ice cream. And you can have none. You know, and I mean, you just were doing someone else's comedy. But it was funny because their comedy uh, was – good comedy. And now you were just, you know, regurgitating someone else's act. But anyway, so I discovered Judy Tenuta and this was right around the time that I got my, um, job at, uh, I think the concession stand, which if, uh, I get around to it is the next episode of you don't know flack. I'll be talking about the concession stand, but I got, This job where I was making cash every week uh, on a regular week, I would take home $60 cash without no taxes and they paid me a cash. And then if there was a term and on the weekend, I might make a hundred or more. And this is every week for a kid with zero bills. I had no bills, no obligations, nothing. And I'm just... Making you know sixty to a hundred bucks a week, so it added up in a hurry. And I started going to the music store where you could buy tapes for five bucks, or there were places that had used cassettes that would be three or four bucks, and I would load up on them. And so, real uh, not long after I saw Judy Tanuta perform stand up, I found Judy Tanuta's tape. Now, I want to talk very, very, very briefly about my old cassette collection and my modern cassette collection. I, when I was a kid, I had one of those Brown cassette holders. That's that hung on the wall that held a hundred cassettes. And I filled that up with cassettes, uh, mostly store-bought, but also, uh, cassettes that I had taped off the radio. And then I got to the point where that was full and I bought a second one of those and I filled that. And then I got some little portable, uh, little plastic cassette holders and I had some in there, but not too many after that. So, I mean, I probably, in my heyday had 250 cassette tapes, give or take. Then I got this, if you weren't there, you you may not be familiar, but they had briefcases. It looked like a briefcase and it held 30 cassettes, three rows of 10 tapes. And so you would take this thing and carry it with you to your car. And then you open it up. Now you've got 30 tapes. You thumb through, you know, find the tape you want, put it in your cassette player, and then you're off and rolling. So I had that with 30 tapes. And then I got a extremely large one of those, which was double-sided. So it was this kind of padded bag, almost that you carried over your shoulder, and it held 30 tapes per side. So it held 60 cassette tapes. So my 60 favorite cassette tapes were always in my car. I had all my Metallica, all my Motley Crue, all my really favorite cassette tapes were all um, in this thing. And then what happened inevitably is one night someone broke into my car. They smashed my mirror. They stole all my stereo gear, my radio, my speakers, everything. I had installed an aftermarket car alarm and they cut the alarm and then stole my alarm. I mean, that is adding <laughs> insult to injuries. They stole a guy's car alarm and they stole that thing with 60 of my favorite cassettes. And so this was right around the early 90s. This was probably 92-ish, 91, 92. And I was already making the transition to CDs. But I was the guy. I was not going to buy Metallica's Master of Puppets on CD if I already owned it on cassette. But I guess, I mean, if you want to look for a silver lining, you would say someone did me the favor of stealing my 60 favorite cassettes. And now when I replace them, I started buying them on CD. And so that was really when I made the transition from cassette to CD. After that, I didn't buy uh, any more cassettes after that. So what's my cassette collection look like today? Well, there was a resurgence many years ago, a return of popularity for cassette tapes, nostalgia cassette tapes. And for a long time, cassette tapes were worth less than a dollar each. I mean, if you got a quarter each for cassette tapes at a garage sale, that that was a good deal. And then all of a sudden, a lot of these cassette tapes started going back up in price. So I had, for example, a collection of three or four Metallica cassettes. I had some cassette singles, and uh, I had uh, a couple other random Metallica tapes. I put them as a bundle on eBay, and I got like $30 or $40 for them, which was great. Um, because cassettes to me are, I'm not nostalgic about physically holding a cassette. I enjoyed cassettes. I liked cassettes. I owned cassettes. I loved cassettes, but we all know that cassettes are not the best medium for storing and delivering music. They will warp over time. If you leave them on the dash of your car, they will melt and warp. They can get stuck in your cassette player. Um, they can, you know, be broken and ripped out and all these things, and they will wear out over time. It's an analog medium where something is touching it. Uh, they will, they will wear out. They'll stretch. There's all these weird things that happen to cassettes. So, uh, I mean, I might, I might say that I'm nostalgic towards the idea of a cassette, but I'm not nostalgic about cassettes themselves. And so when there was a market for them, I sold all the cassettes that I could on eBay. What I saved was a small, very, very small collection of cassettes that I was nostalgic about. Now I would say, as I look through these here, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 8, nine, ten. There's a couple of loose ones here. Um, uh, <laughs> sorry. I have to see what this one is here real quick. Oh. <laughs> weird Paul. Um, I would say most of these are local bands. And these tapes are... Uh, irreplaceable now you can say that any cassette tape is irreplaceable right but um uh let me th- pull out this first tape here just showing you one uh this is a band called forte now forte uh is a local metal band here in oklahoma city uh this was one of their very first uh i think this is an ep before um uh, their big uh they had they had some some bigger albums come out so uh, when i was in college i got a gig working for a local music magazine i went and did some interviews of local bands and i ended up interviewing the drummer of forte who unfortunately has since passed away and so i had their big album at the time which was called stranger than fiction I interviewed him about the album and about how they were in the local music scene and what they were doing. And he asked me if I had their earlier EP. I said, no. And he gave me this tape during the interview. He held this tape, handed it to me, this actual tape. So that's where I got this tape was from the drummer of Forte. Uh, And so I, I haven't looked on eBay. I don't know, but my guess is uh, there may be some Forte CDs on eBay, there are probably no Forte cassettes. So I wouldn't even know where to go get this. Um, You're not gonna find local cassettes, really, in pawn shops anymore around here. So, I mean, if this physical thing is gone, it's gone forever. I don't know how to replace this. So those are the tapes that I have here in my collection. Here is a band, a local band, that was called "Ancient Chinese Penis." <laughs> the name of the album is Envy. Uh, I, I went to a local. Uh, I, I think I talked about this uh, on one of my podcasts, maybe on one of the uh, local music or a music or concert. I think it's on my concert. You don't know Flack, where I talked about. I went to a, uh, a call a college concert. This was in a house. This party got out of control. Ancient Chinese penis was the headliner. People were uh, painting ACP and drawing pictures of penises in spray paint on the wall of this house. And then the bass player kept reminding everyone that this was his boss's house and he was supposed to be house sitting. And we were destroying the house. I mean, I say we, the hundreds of people that showed up at this house party. Um, But I think... I bought this tape at that show. I might have bought it the week after at a local place. But uh, again, where, where are you going to find an ancient Chinese penis tape other than my house? So those are largely the tapes that I have uh, here in my collection. There's an oil filter. Um, there's Pitch Black, which is a local band. Uh, but there are two tapes right here. And I'll share one of them with you. Uh, because it's so ridiculous and it's not really the rando Rob item that we're building up to. Um, but, uh, many of you probably remember if you're, again, if you're of a certain age, you probably remember, uh, NWA, the, uh, rap group that had ice cube and Dr. Dre and easy E all those guys, um, yellow boy, DJ yellow boy, um, and, uh, MC Ren. anyway, uh, NWA was a big thing, uh, but they got a lot of Back, well they got tons of backlash uh first of all because they talked about killing cops that'll do it but <laughs> another thing that uh because they were kind of um many of their lyrics were not kind or sensitive towards women which is about the most uh gentle way i can put it and so anyway i heard about this band which was uh HWA. Um, and so, uh, this was a hose with attitudes, which was the opposite of NWA. And <clears throat> the name of this album is, uh, living in a hoe house. <laughs> and, um, uh, uh, you know, I don't know why I saved this tape of all that, because there's so many of the tapes I got I just got rid of, you know, tapes that I enjoyed much more, but I always I always just thought this was a funny tape, and this just kind of is a remembrance of that era. So a lot of these tapes are more than just uh, the tape itself. It's kind of like uh, memories or a bunch of memories that go with it. Uh, but anyway, at the bottom, uh, at the very bottom down here, is Judy Tanuta's album, uh, her first comedy album which was called by this pigs uh, she used to do these bits where she would call the audience to call them men pigs um in her first comedy stand up performance she saw a man in the audience looking at her and he says oh this guy's looking at me and then she spits her gum <laughs> out into the audience, it says, crawl for it, pig. Um, but anyway, so that was kind of one of her uh, catch lines was calling the audience pigs. And so uh, this, during that era, uh, became my new, uh, if you will, uh, Bill Cosby type record. Now, I think for me, this really predates uh, Sam Kennison. And it predates Andrew Dice Clay, who lots of people listen to those in the late 80s, mid to late 80s. Um, But I I think I, I had this one first. And so I listened to this nonstop when my friends came over. I would play this tape when I was in my car. I would play this tape. I played this tape nonstop to the point where not just I knew every comedy bit and every uh again it's it's hard to it's hard to explain it's not that I knew the jokes I knew the timing I knew I could repeat the act with Judy Tenuta like you know every word if there was a pause that's how I would repeat it so I would do her act exactly Uh, as she did her act and, uh, she had insults to some of the people, you know, in her stories that were funny insults, you know, and, uh, then I tried to work those into my conversation and and my daily speech. And, you know, I don't, I don't know that any of that ever worked out in any sort of benefit for me, but, uh, yeah, I, I ate this tape up, man. I listen to this all the time. Now, (laughs) Judy Tenuta appears in one Weird Al video. She went on to star in like, not star, appear in like 20 movies. And she's always a weird character. Um, She's in a movie called um, Butch Camp, which is like, it was uh, basically a training camp uh, for, um, uh, like cross dressers and stuff. She did a lot of that type of comedy that didn't always click with me necessarily, but, uh, you know, so I her, maybe her more mainstream stuff appealed to me in her earlier material. But I will say this, I have watched a couple of interviews with her. There's an interview, uh, that I linked to in my blog post, uh, after she passed away a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, she's just an absolute, nice person. And again, I mean if I were to list my top ten comedians, would Judy Tanuna be in that list? Probably not. You know, I mean I enjoyed it. It was a thing of its time. Uh so I don't wanna try to sell this and say like, you know, oh she was a, a mentor that <laughs> she, she was a big inspiration to me. Not really, you know. Um uh, but I just do remember having such good times listening to this tape. And again Uh, you know, being that age when you're impressionable and you listen to comedy and you just start doing the comedy with the tape, just repeating it over and over. And, uh, that's kind of what I remember from this tape. So, um, you know, I don't, like I said, this is the only, my personal tapes. These are the only tapes, physical tapes that I have left. Now, um, I, I will say that, uh, uh, I bought years ago, I bought a really nice dual deck, uh, cassette player, like one that would be in a rack stereo. And I ran that into my sound card and I digitized if you, whatever you want to call it, uh, all my old cassette tapes. So I have cassette tapes. I mean, I probably have eh, two dozen that are, that I recorded off the radio from the eighties. That was really my big radio era. And I have all those as MP3s so I can listen to them at any time. And I even, when I uh, digitize those in, I put the physical cassette on my scanner and I scanned in the labels so I can actually see the pictures of the cassette tape, but, uh, they're starting to wear out and they were getting old and I just didn't have a need to keep the physical thing. As long as I had the music and the memories, uh, that were on them. So that's what I did with uh, all my tapes. Now, Susan has a plastic tub with 30 or 40 tapes from her childhood that all have radio stuff, uh, included on them. And I have not digitized those, but that's on one of my projects to do probably next year, uh, something I'm, I'm going to try to get to. So, uh, uh, there may be some more, uh, treasures to find in there, but really what I enjoy is hearing the DJs and the radio bits that I grew up listening to. And so that's for me, that's where the nostalgia is. So Judy Tenuta goes back in the cassette holder that goes back up on my shelf. Uh, but that is, Really, that's uh, one, one thing we can check off because that is the entirety of my collection of cassettes that are, those are all my personal cassettes that I own, uh, not video cassettes because we've got a lot of those, um, but, uh, audio cassettes, that's it. So, uh, <clears throat> I've got a, you don't know, flack that I've already written and I've been sitting on. I haven't really gotten around to recording. Um, I've got some other stuff I need to do and then, um, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, doing my best, but I'm limping along towards the end of the year. At the end of the year, I'll be making some changes to podcasts and schedules and, and we'll see what things hold. But, uh, for now, uh, I'm trying to keep, keep things on track. So, uh, we'll definitely have some output this week and I will talk to you guys soon.